0: God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the Christian Saints Podcast. My name is Dr. Darren Ong, recording from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian Saints from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. Today, we will commemorate Saint Matrona of Moscow, also known as Saint Matrona the Blind. Matrona Dmitrievna Nikonova was born in 1881 in the village of Sabino, about 300 kilometers south of Moscow. Her family was very poor and she was their fourth child. The Canadian Orthodox History Project has a biography of St. Matrona, which includes this miraculous account around her birth. The Nikonovs lived in such poverty that to feed and clothe a fourth child seemed to be impossible. While she was still carrying the unborn child, because of their desperate circumstances, the mother wanted to get rid of the child. However, murdering a child in the mother's womb was out of the question, and there were many asylums where illegitimate or very poor children were raised at the government's or a benefactor's expense. Therefore, Matrona's mother, Natalia, made up her mind to take the child after the birth to the Prince Golitsyn Asylum in the neighbouring village of Buchalki, Where the child would be raised at the prince's expense. This was one of many such orphanages in the Russian Empire, which were supported by nobles. Shortly after she had so decided, however, she had a prophetic dream. She saw her unborn daughter as a white bird with a human face and closed eyes, who came from above, and perched on her right hand. The God-fearing woman interpreted the dream as a sign, and she gave up the thought of sending the child away. The daughter was born blind, but her mother loved her poor child. The child was indeed born totally blind, with firmly shut eyelids over empty eye sockets. The baby also had a raised birthmark in the form of a cross-shaped protrusion on her chest. Her mother interpreted this also as being a sign from God. The Holy Scriptures tell us that sometimes the all-knowing God elects his servants before their birth. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. As is the custom, Matrona was baptized 40 days after her birth in the local parish of the Diocese of Tula in the Russian Orthodox Church. According to Saint Matrona's relative, Pavel Ivanovich Prokhorov, who was there at the baptism, when the local priest, Father Vasily Troitsky, immersed the child in the baptismal font, everyone saw a wispy column of aromatic smoke above the baby, that rose up from the font to the ceiling. The priest, who was revered by his parishioners as righteous and blessed, was amazed, and he said, I have christened many an infant, but have never seen anything like this. This infant shall be a saint. Despite her blindness, even at a young age, Saint Matrona demonstrated a remarkable spiritual insight and a devotion to God beyond her years. Despite not being able to see, as a toddler, Matrona would find her way to the prayer corner of her house where the icons were and babble to them. As she got older, people started noticing that the people she prayed for would get better. She even had the ability to tell the future, including predicting that the local parish priest had died. People would come in from her village and from neighbouring villages, asking for her prayers for a variety of their problems. These visitors often left gifts of food or other items for her family. So this blind child matrona became a blessing rather than a burden to her poor family. At the age of 14, a friend took her to visit St. Petersburg, where they attended a service led by St. John of Kronstadt, who was one of the most prominent leaders of the Russian Orthodox Church at the time, and himself a man of great spiritual gifts. After the Divine Liturgy, Saint John of Kronstadt asked the people to make way for the fourteen-year-old Matrona to let the girl come through and approach him. As she walked towards him, he said loudly, Matronushka, come, come to me. Here is my replacement, the eighth pillar of Russia. At the age of seventeen, Matrona lost the ability to walk. She did not succumb to bitterness, but rather accepted her new disability as the will of God. She then continued with a pattern throughout her life of spending her nights in prayer and her days in receiving visitors, sometimes up to 40 a day. She would pray for those who came to her with problems and sometimes offer insight or advice. She was always clear that the miracles that came from her prayers were from God, often insisting to her visitors that it is God that helps. Saint Matrona also foresaw the Russian Revolution of 1917 and the devastation the communists would bring to Russia and how they would persecute the Christian Church. She even told one neighbour shortly before the revolution to sell everything they had and to move abroad. By 1925, St. Matrona's situation had worsened. Her brothers, Mikhail and Ivan, were staunch communists and atheists. They were annoyed by the large numbers of sick and suffering that thronged to their family home to see St. Matrona seeking her prayers. They were also afraid that all the attention that St. Matrona was getting would result in repercussions from the communist authorities. For these reasons, St. Matrona decided to leave her hometown and head to Moscow. She was residing in Moscow without registration, which was illegal at the time. She was forced to rely on the hospitality of others and she moved from apartment to apartment. At times she was forced to live with people who were hostile to her. She continued her routine of praying at nights and receiving visitors during the day and ministering to them. Often she was only one step ahead of the authorities who were trying to arrest her. Her gift of spiritual insight aided her in not getting caught. This was a time when Soviet persecution was intense, and many devout Christians, including priests and bishops, were arrested and killed. But God protected Saint Matrona. The following story is often recounted about her. Once a communist official came to arrest Matrona, who did not leave her residence but calmly waited for his arrival, she greeted him with a warning. Go, go quickly, there is trouble for you at home. A blind woman has no place to hide. I'll sit here on the bed. I won't go anywhere. Fearful, the policeman ran home to find that his wife had been badly burned by the stove. He managed to get her to the hospital and saved her life. When he returned to his office the next day, his chief asked him, Well, did you get the blind woman? He replied, I'm not taking her anywhere. If that blind woman hadn't told me, I would have lost my wife, but I was able to get her to the hospital in time. Biographer Zinaida Vladimirovna Zhdanova tells about the hardships of Matrona's life. I came to Sokolniki to visit Matushka, which is a Russian affectionate term, meaning dear mother. She lived in a small clapboard house that was rented to her for a while. It was late autumn. I came in and I found myself in the cloud of thick and wet steam, which came from an iron stove. I went up to Matushka. She was lying in bed, facing the wall. Her hair had frozen to it. We could hardly tear the hair off the wall. I was horrified. What's this, Matushka? You know that I live together with my mother. My brother is at the front, And my father is in prison. We have two rooms in a warm house, 48 square meters, with a separate entrance. Why didn't you ask us to host you? Matushka sighed and said, God did not allow me so that you wouldn't regret it afterwards. Despite her hardships, Saint Matrona continued to receive visitors to pray for and give advice to up to the day of her death. She predicted her date of death in advance and arranged for her funeral and burial arrangements. She also told those around her that she would continue to pray for people and help those who visited her even after her death. Everyone. Everyone who will come to me, tell me as if I were alive of your sorrows, and I will see you and hear you and help you. After my death, few people will visit my grave, only close friends, and when they die, my grave will be abandoned. But after many years, people will hear about me and come in crowds for help in their sorrows and with requests for prayer. For them to the Lord God, and I will help everyone and listen to everyone. Indeed, today her gravesite is an important place of pilgrimage in Moscow. She was glorified as a saint in the Russian Orthodox Church in the year. 2004, and her Saint's Day is on April the 19th. We will read here an excerpt of the Akatis for Saint Matrona, which is a short Orthodox service in her honour. Strange it was, for the weak in faith and the unwise, though born blind, thou couldst see and know not only the present but also the future. For they knew not that the power of God is fulfilled in human weakness. And we, Blessed Mother, seeing the wisdom of God manifested in thee, cry out to God Alleluia. Many vexations and offences, exiles and reproaches didst thou bear, Blessed Mother, not complaining of these, but in all things thanking God. For these things, and for teaching us each with patience, to carry his cross, we praise thee thus. Rejoice Thou that prayed without ceasing. Rejoice Thou that drove away spiritual wickedness by fasting and prayer. Rejoice Thou that hast gained graceful peace. Rejoice for by Thy love, many about Thee were saved. Rejoice for Thy life of service to many. Rejoice for after Thy repose, people are ever helped by Thee. Rejoice for now Thou fervently heedest our petitions. Rejoice thou that leavest not them that put their trust in thy care. Rejoice righteous Mother Matrona, fervent intercessor for us before God. All manner of sorrows and diseases thou didst bear, Mother Matrona, ever leading the struggle with the forces of darkness, denouncing their machinations and guile, and expelling demons from the possessed. And up to the end of thy days thou didst help them in sufferings, illnesses, and grievings, ever singing unto God, Alleluia. Eloquent orators are not able worthily to glorify thy holy life, nor the miracles wrought by thee through the power of God, most marvellous Eldris. And we, wishing by hymns to praise God and his saints, and with heartfelt love inspired, dare to sing to thee thus. Rejoice thou that didst choose the narrow path and straight gates, Rejoice Thou, that shone by many virtues. Rejoice Thou, that didst reject all in life that is passing. Rejoice Thou, adorned with the precious crown of humility. Rejoice Thou, bird of heaven, that didst live the gospel on earth. Rejoice Thou, that followed the Son of God, who had not where to lay his head. Rejoice Thou, rejoicing now in the mansions of paradise. Rejoice Thou, whose mercy is never failing to us sinners who pray to Thee. Rejoice, Righteous Mother Matrona, fervent intercessor for us before God. Wishing to save many people from bodily sufferings and spiritual sicknesses, thou didst stay all night in prayer, O Righteous One of God, beseeching for them help and strengthening of our Lord Jesus Christ, singing to Him Alleluia. A rampart and protection were thou in the days of thy life, Blessed Mother, to all who resorted to thee and after death thou ceaselessly intercedest before God, for the people who in faith run toward to thy tomb. Wherefore, hearken now unto us sinners, by sorrows, sickness, and many griefs consumed, and hasten to help by thy prayers all that cry unto thee. Rejoice speedy intercessor for the distress. Rejoice comforter of them bearing hardships. Rejoice guardian of a worthy marriage. Rejoice, pacifier of all that persist in strife. Rejoice, defender of them brought unjustly to trial. Rejoice, merciful advocate before God for those guilty before an earthly judgment. Rejoice, refuge of them deprived of shelter. Rejoice, protectors of all that call upon thee. Rejoice, righteous Mother Matrona, fervent intercessor for us before God. Thou didst hear angelic singing, worthy Mother Matrona whilst yet living on earth. And teach us, the unworthy, how we should glorify God in the Trinity, worshipping Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to whom also the heavenly hosts unceasingly sing with a great voice, Alleluia. Thy life shineth with luminous light, blessed Matrona, enlightening the darkness of this too busy world, and thou dost draw unto thee our souls. Wherefore we, by the ray of the grace of God, will be enlightened, and our mournful way in this temporal life shall pass in a manner pleasing to God, and thus attain unto the kingdom of God, where thou, Mother, now takest up thine abode, hearing our voice calling to thee. Rejoice, ever-burning candle of God! Rejoice, precious pearl, illuminating us by the light of Thy holiness. Rejoice, sweet-smelling flower, that by the Holy Spirit covereth us with fragrance. Rejoice, rock of faith, establishing the faint-hearted in piety. Rejoice, brightest star, pointing out to us the right way. Rejoice, good warrior of Christ, by the sword of prayer frightening demonic hosts. Rejoice, for throughout Thy life, Thou wast holy and undefiled. Rejoice, for thy death is precious in the sight of the Lord. Rejoice, righteous Mother Matrona, fervent intercessor for us before God. Father Edward Pehanich, priest at St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in Monagahela, Pennsylvania, wrote a nice short biography of St. Matrona's life, and the biography ends like this. The life of St. Matrona reminds us that all of us are called to a life of holiness, and that this is possible for all of us. She was not a nun, never attended a seminary, in fact was an illiterate peasant woman yet was so filled with the grace of the Holy Spirit that she was able to see people's needs and sins, predict the future, and perform countless miracles even after her death. The Bible teaches that when a person is cleansed of their sinful passions and is filled with the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Spirit produces certain gifts or fruit. These include the ability to read the hearts of people, perform miracles, predict future events, as well as characteristics of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Why is it that we do not have people like her among us in America today? Where are these people who can predict the future and perform miracles? Saint Matrona was immersed; She was marinated in the divine services of the Church spending countless hours in her village church, along with hours daily of her own private prayer. What are we in America immersed or marinated in? To what do we devote our time? Television, internet, Facebook, movies, magazines, shopping. The Bible also describes the fruit of this type of immersion. Adultery, fornication, hatred, jealousy, Selfish ambition, dissension. Which do you prefer in your life? The fruit which Saint Matrona had? Or the fruit of this world? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. Look for the Christian Saints Podcast page on Facebook or Instagram or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore saints. All music in this episode was composed by my good friend, James John Marks of General Generative Sounds. Please check out his music at generativesoundsjjm.bandcamp.com. Let us end this episode with this prayer to Saint Matrona, which is used during the agatis that we read a few minutes ago. Blessed Mother Matrona, thy soul in heaven standeth before the throne of God, thy body resteth upon earth, and thou bestowest diverse miracles through grace given thee from on high. Look down with thy merciful eye upon us sinners who pass our days in sorrows, sicknesses, and sinful temptations. Console us who are in despair. Heal our grievous ailments, which God allowed because of our sins. Deliver us from many misfortunes and attacks of evil spirits. Beseech our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us all our trespasses, transgressions, and falls, and our sins committed from our youth up to the present day and hour. And by thy prayers obtain for us grace and great mercy, that we may glorify the Trinity, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.